we have access through our spiritual nature to the wisdom of God, should we choose to access the wisdom of God? Because coming along with our love design and God giving us, creating us out of love is the option to choose not to follow wisdom. is the point of interaction between the spirit and the mind. Today, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland welcome Dr. Caroline Leaf. Join in as they reveal how to guard your heart and mind so you can think like God. Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Let's have a word of prayer. We'll get right into today's Bible lesson. Father, we thank you today. We give you praise and honor and glory for this broadcast. And we pray for this entire television, radio audience all over the world. We lift our faith to you, Lord, for revelation from heaven. Mm -hmm. We open our hearts and ears and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. We have a wonderful guest today and she's no stranger to the Believer's Voice of Victory Network and to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast and to all of our, our, our longtime partners. Glory to God. Dr. Caroline Leaf is here. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come Thank on. You. Amen. Thank you. Glory to God. Thank, Thank you, Caroline, for Thank coming. You. We're going to be having a good time all this week and next. And we're going to be uh, studying from... Caroline's new book, Think, Learn, and Succeed, Understanding and Using Your Mind to Thrive at School, the Workplace, and Life. Glory to God. Let's start with this scripture, 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind needs a healthy brain through which to work. Exactly. You know, uh, we've talked about this many times before, but, uh, but it, it's amazing to me that, that, it, that it still has to be thought through even today. Yeah. That you don't lose your mind because your mind is part of your soul. Exactly. And your soul is inside your spirit, the real exactly. you. The problem is with the brain. When the mind cannot express itself or is some way malfunctioning through them, people say he's lost his mind. No, he ain't lost his mind. He's, he's got, a, he's got a, a health problem with the brain. That can be proven very easily. You remember the rich man that died? Carried into hell? He recognized Father Abraham. And Abraham said, remember? Remember? 
His memory was intact. In fact, it was working better than it had before because he'd never met Abraham, but he knew him. So the, where was the brain? It was in the ground somewhere where the rest of his body was decaying. But his mind is, and he's still emotional. He was emotional over his family. His emotions were intact. Mm-hmm. His mind was intact. His memory was intact. So once, once you realize that, that the mind needs the brain, the brain is a physical organ. And uh, so now I've said my piece, and I'm going to just get to sit here now for the next 10 days and just listen. <laughs> Y'all That's believe really... that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, Gloria, give me a break. <laughs> and uh, I've, 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 learned, I've learned so much from this woman and, and been so inspired by her and by her, her books. And so this is a new one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn right along with you today from, from uh, Caroline's new book. Thank you. You always get the, the points. You always say it so well. I remember you and I spending... A couple of hours discussing that scripture. It was fascinating. And it's, you know, if you look at it from a scientific angle, what I've been studying for the last 30 years is the mind brain connection. And the research specifically that I've done and developed theories on and clinical application and all that kind of thing is on understanding that our spiritual nature is actually the 99% of who we are. And then our physical nature, which is the brain and the body, is only the 1%. So it doesn't mean the brain and the body aren't important. You've got to look after them because the mind works, the non-physical spiritual works through the brain. So it's very important that we look after both and recognize the what we call dualism, the dualistic interaction between the spirit and the physical. And they, we, so we need to look after our mind and we need to look after our brain and our body. So it's literally being a steward of creation when mm-hmm. you look after what your mind is. So when you started with that scripture, which is one that I quote every time I open my mouth, literally to teach this stuff, the first thing you said is we have a power. And our mind is powerful. Yeah. The second thing you said, love. And the third thing you said, soundness. And those are three things that I have researched scientifically. Because why scientifically? Well, science comes from the word sclera. Sclera means knowledge. And all knowledge is from God. We know that. So when we talk about science, we're not just talking about brain science or physics or chemistry. We're talking about knowledge, all knowledge. And all knowledge comes from God. So if we look the way I, the way I see the connection between spirituality and, and science is a very strong connection to help us understand the mind-brain connection or the mind-body connection because science is God's stuff. So science shows us how to use this powerful mind, how to renew our mind, how to bring thoughts into captivity. So science is simply God's how-to of the spiritual principles. So it's such a logical link to bring science in and mix it in with spirituality. I mean, you can't understand the one without the other. That's right. So I often tell people, if I don't say another scripture today, it doesn't mean that I don't respect the scriptures. It means that I'm speaking God's knowledge because I'm speaking science, which is the practical side of God, if you want to put it that way. It's they the, did. the how-to. A number of years ago, a survey of university campuses in the United States with this question. Do you think God understands radar? Mm -hmm. 
What a question. <laughs> and it was shocking how many college-age people said no. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you know where they, you know, you know where they, they first got the idea of radar? From a bat. Exactly. God created the bat. He had radar long before anybody else did because he's blind, but he never misses a target. Exactly. And so to ignore science is foolish. Very foolish. To misuse science is equally foolish. Exactly. To, to put science in a place above the Word of God is stupid. Well, you won't interpret the science correctly if you don't interpret it spiritually. Amen. So you have to have that blend. You have to use, you know, in science we talk about the non-physical. In scripture or in, in the Bible you're talking about the spiritual. Yeah. It's the equivalent, it's, it's it's the equivalent thing. Yeah. So your, your spirit is that 99% where your mind is, as you said, and it's your thinking and your feeling and your choosing, and it's filled with power. And its design is one of love. So if we look at scientifically, what does it mean to have a powerful mind? Well, the word power means that it's going to, it's, there's impact. Power means that there's going to be change as a result of whatever. And love, if we look at, at that scientifically, we see that the brain and the body and the mind are wired for love. So we don't well, have... Well, they were created by love. Exactly. So fun. exactly. So if, we, so if that's our default mode, our default mode of operation is one of love, power, and soundness. That means that we are capable of operating in that zone that we're supposed to operate in, which is that love zone where we think and feel and choose to succeed meaningfully and make an impact in life and fulfill the purpose that we call to to fulfill. So essentially what I'm trying to teach people in all my work, including in this book, is that that is your design. So we need to learn how to access that design. And there's something that in, in these years of research on the science of the brain that um, is something that I've been trying to understand and now finally science is really showing this. But when we read that scripture, bring all thoughts into captivity, you know, it's part of that whole bring down strongholds and so on, but bring all thoughts into captivity. Most people say that scripture without really thinking what that means. The average person thinks about 30,000 to 180,000 thoughts a day, something in that range, maybe more. And, and we're supposed to bring all 30,000 to 180,000 thoughts into captivity to Christ Jesus every day. That means that every waking moment and every sleeping moment, we're supposed to be capturing those thoughts in a very self-regulated way. So then we look at science and think, well, how on earth do I control my every single thought? I mean, think of that. It's actually let's, quite let's a challenge. Let's read that, that scripture. Because you just fired yes, I just, I just in fired. My, <laughs> in my thinking. In Second um, Corinthians 10, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not natural, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And the, the thought that came across my, just flashed across my mind while you were talking there. Those numbers are impossible. They're huge. To the natural mind. Exactly. That's just too much. Exactly. But not when you're using the mighty weapons of our warfare, which are spiritual and not carnal. Exactly. 
that not only makes it doable, it, it makes it uh, essential. mandatory. It's exactly, essential. it's essential. Yeah. This is not optional. Exactly. Casting down imaginations or reasonings and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So that's, that's an instruction. Yes. And so does God give us an instruction without equipping us to carry out the instruction? Exactly. Oh, because the weapons are mighty. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, therefore we have good. access, so we have access through our spiritual nature to the wisdom of God. Should we choose to access the wisdom of God? Because coming along with our love design and God giving us, creating us out of love is the option to choose not to follow wisdom or to follow wisdom. So that option choice always gives us the option of going in the wrong direction. So we can either choose to access that powerful spiritual nature which is linked into God because it's through that spiritual nature. In him we live, move, and have our being. So therefore what I try and show people is what is the spiritual nature and how do I access the spiritual nature? What is the design practically that enables us to do this? So we see from the brain research that this will, this will blow your mind in a good way. We are designed to regulate our thoughts every 10 seconds. So six times every minute, we can consciously, deliberately, and intentionally bring our thoughts into captivity to Christ Jesus, going to, into a state of what we call superposition in quantum physics, and I can explain that in more depth in a moment. But we are designed to capture those thoughts every 10 seconds. How many of us, six times a minute, are talking to God, are accessing the wisdom of God? That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's mm -hmm. renewing the mind. Mm -hmm. We are, our entire being is designed to do that. So when we don't, we then mess up the physical brain because we're not using the power of our mind. So if we, that, that brings back to the Timothy scripture. We, mm -hmm. have, we have a powerful mm -hmm. mind. Your mind is so powerful that your brain is attuned because your mind and your brain are not the same thing. Your brain is part of your physical nature mm -hmm. and it's designed and attuned to your mind. Your mind is way more complex than your brain. And your brain, we only understand about 10% of the brain. The brain is extremely complex, but it has to be complex in order to house the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. The mind, the non-spiritual, I mean the spiritual mind, the the mind is housed within the spiritual, as we said. And the spiritual nature of man, according to science, is quantum. Quantum means beyond space and time, infinite, alwaysness, incredibly fast. So it's like when we charge our cell phones or we charge our computers or we, we're plugging into a source. That is what we're doing. And Professor Keith Ward is an Oxford theologian and philosopher and scientist. And he's, he... he He's in his late 80s, and he converse, has, over the years, researched this whole, uh, um, the concept of, of the power of man and spirituality and so on, and he's had a lot to do with quantum physicists, and quantum physics is an area that I'm also involved in, and he, he actually shows with all his research that quantum physics is the most fundamental and accurate of sciences, and it displays the spiritual nature of man and the power of man to have the effectiveness of choice. So Deuteronomy 30:19, I lay before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose you life. Choose. Exactly, you, you choose. choose. So that you and your descendants may live. So there's power in our choices. And quantum physics, the science of quantum physics, alongside the other sciences, but foundationally shows this very powerful emergent 
dynamic quantum nature of our spiritual man that is constantly being sourced by God. Bishop Barclay was alive 350 years ago and was also a theologian and a scientist that was way ahead of his time. And he said that the only reason we exist is because, and I love the way he says it, is because God is looking. So because God is looking, the energy for us to be plugged in. So all humanity is plugged into this, this beyond space and time quantum nature of God. So when we get caught up in the Newtonian physics of, which is brilliant physics, but the Newtonian physics of seeing us just as physical, and that's not what Newton actually ever said, but it's how his work's been interpreted. So Newton and the scientific method took away through the spiritual side, said the 99% doesn't matter. And what does matter is this physical. And if you can't see it, touch it, hear it, feel it, well, then it doesn't count. So therefore, your mind, your spirit, your true nature, your ability to choose this power, this effect that you have on generations, your generational impact of thoughts, the alive, the, the spark that comes into being with every thought that you think, the creative power, they ignore all of that. Meanwhile, we instinctively know and spiritually we know from the scriptures the power of the of the power of thought which produces the power of the spoken word so i'm trying to blend and show people that this is real and how do you access how do you immerse yourself in the wisdom of god any any time i've noticed this over the last i've been so um and just, just enthralled in what's just what you're talking about. Ever since I've been, ever since I found out about spirit, soul, and body. Fascinating. And the the natural man has no idea how powerful he is. No idea at all. No concept. And when they cut the study of the spirit man out as you were saying yeah they dumbed man down dehumanized us yeah took our humanity away and even suggested we're just another form of ape or a biological automaton which is even worse like yeah, a computer but that goes that goes into where people don't even understand what that means but they know Being what an ape is <laughs> and you get to to that point it is to completely ignore God on purpose. But those days are over for good. Well, there's a history to that, 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 that point. Because around uh, 350 years ago, up to 350 years ago, the spiritual nature of man was what informed philosophy and science. Then Newton's laws were discovered in the scientific method. And Newton himself was a believer in God. And he said that these laws give us an indication of the magnificence of the creator, of the workings of knowledge. But his work was taken and, as I said, the spiritual was thrown out. And we've had this 350-year decline, which hit about 50 years ago. And 50 years ago, we had a massive, very interesting reversal in trends. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but 50, around about 50 years ago, there was a massive shift in how we see, even more negatively, how we see ourselves in the spiritual nature of man. And also there was a massive change in how we look after our mind and our bodies. Then, now we see between 2014 and 2015, the CDC released results showing that 
research, uh, research trend and results that is very, very, very alarming. And that we, the, the dec for decades, the trend for, of people living longer has been increasing because of the advances in medicine and technology. So we've been living longer and advancing and all this. Suddenly it reversed. So people, instead of living longer, are now living much shorter lives. And in fact, the next generation after us are going to live 15 to 25 years younger. The average person currently now and the next generations are living lives 15 to 25 years shorter and they're dying 15 to 25 years younger from preventable lifestyle diseases. Preventable. Mm -hmm. So we have a change and this, this shift started occurring 50 years ago when we really got to a peak in science where, um, and even in religion, laws, where we started forgetting about the dynamic, intellectual, profoundly, um, profoundly, intrinsically inspirational, creative nature of man made in the image of a creational, brilliant God. We forgot about our brilliance. And there's that been the trend in religion to say, don't be spirit, don't be intellectual, you must be spiritual. Well, kind of that is a slap in God's face because you're saying, mm -hmm. okay, well, God's not intellectual. God is the designer of intellect. <clears throat> So when we start saying things like that, and then in science, disregarding the fact that we have the ability to think and feel and choose, which has happened in not all science, it's happened in, it's an interpretation. It's not what science says at all. It's the interpretation, the incorrect interpretation of certain approaches to science that then ignores the fact that we have this ability to choose. But the irony of it is that these kind of scientists and people in the world of religion that say that we that we just pre-programmed and so on what they are doing is they're choosing to say that so they say we don't have free will but they use their free will to say we don't have free will mm -hmm. so it's basically contradicting exactly what they're saying so anyway, I, uh, in this a, last minute here as this new generation began to decline because of the the way they're they're using and not using the faculties that God has given them exactly. and replaced it with a video game and that kind of thing. But anyway, I believe as that happens, the knowledge, even to the natural man, of the power and the reality of the new birth is going to take a sound place already has in a lot of places in, in the scientific community, yes. but even more than it has in times past. And that's part of your job. <laughs> and that's the reason we love and support you because you've introduced you. this now for the last many years and affected a lot of scientific people with it. A lot of the things now that she said uh, 35 years ago, um, and was, was soundly ridiculed because of it. It is accepted science today. And we're out of time. Already. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll call my grandson Jeremy in here, and we'll see you later. Hallelujah. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.